Happy birthday. Hey guys, you're listening to Millennials at the Movies. I'm Amy. And I'm Novi. And today is Novi's birthday. So I'm letting her choose a very special movie for today's bonus. Happy birthday, Novi. Yay, thank you. Um, This movie is wildly nostalgic for me. I loved it totally unironically before I even realized I was the person they were mocking. <laughs> we're doing together. According to Google Movies, a fired music mogul tries to create a popular male band in six days, recruiting unlikely candidates as he travels. It's not streaming anywhere, but you can buy a DVD copy for over $300 on eBay or check YouTube for an extended trailer. On Rotten Tomatoes, the audience give it an 80 and not enough critics rated it to compile a score. Oh my god. (laughs) That's surprising. Um... $300 for a DVD. Totally worth it, guys. Go buy it. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I could have sworn I had seen this movie back when it came out because I, like you, loved boy bands. So I can't imagine why I wouldn't have. But watching it now felt like I was watching it for the very first time. So like none of it felt familiar. Uh, Like a couple of the songs, but I don't think that was because of the movie. I think it was just because... I grew up listening to boy bands and I listened to them as well, but um, none of the movie felt familiar. So I might not have ever watched it. And this was my first experience with it. And what an experience. In that case, I'm very excited that I made you watch it. Let's see how excited you are based on what I think of it. (laughs) But we don't get to start with our boy band together. We start with Mm -hmm. John Norris talking about Woe. John Mm. Norris was an MTV VJ back in the day. And not to be an asshole, but holy shit, I forgot how unattractive he is. (laughs) Like, he was their choice to be an on-air broadcaster. His teeth are so far apart. (laughs) Oh my god. I Like, this was my favorite example of not to be an asshole or no offense but it's like and then you said the most offensive thing ever no offense but you're so ugly what are you doing on tv to be fair so many of the mtv vjs were real weird looking like i I will never forget jesse camp i own his album but oh yeah I do I not own his well album. Wherever but... you are, man. <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to say it this way. I'm pretty sure Carson Daly, who is also in this movie, was supposed to be like the hottie of the VJs. I don't think he's that attractive. So, you know, it makes sense. I don't think it was really about that back then. Back when MTV used to be about, I was going to say music, but really just boy bands. I just feel really weird about the fact that we've just done two movies that have Carson Daly featured. Oh my god! (laughs) Like, wow, we really are Uh, millennials. Seriously, yeah. This was like old times, like, like TRL Carson Daly though, because Mm -hmm. whoa is a boy band that is basically. the new kids on the block of their time everybody was but yeah well yeah but i didn't want to get into the backstreet boys and sync debate here so (laughs) 
do we even have a debate? I'm sorry. Which side are you on? Don't answer that. My heart can't take it. Um, You're a little bit of woe's big single rub one out. I knew all of the lyrics to rub one out before I even knew what one they were referring to. Oh my god. The music video for the song includes them just like straddling the tentacles of this octopus carnival ride and like humping them and stroking them. So like this was hentai before hentai. (laughs) Shit. Oh my God. It was very, cause I, so I sat there and I was like, who are these guys? What is happening? This is not what I expected of this movie. And you know, it's it's like if boy bands were allowed to say what they really wanted to say in songs. That's what this was. That's what Woe was. I me. don't think that in the song, a boy band would be like, oh, I get to say whatever I want. I jerk off a lot. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I but love these boys this say it so much. Of Unironically, I think this is one of my favorite, if not my very favorite song in the movie. Wow. <laughs> it's my it most good. listened to on the soundtrack. Wow. Okay, see, I I think I okay, I had I had two ways to go with this movie. On one hand, it was like, oh my god, they're saying rub one out in a song, like what the fuck, you know? Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, I was like, oh my god, boy band music. So for me, it was more about which song sounds like legit like a boy band and gets my heart pumping like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that any of their song any of the songs are actual good music but i would argue that later on we get to one that is i'm i'll be curious to know which one you're talking about and we will get there i'm sure we're not even close because now (laughs) we're talking to bob bus who is essentially the lou perlman of this movie though hopefully about 95 percent less crooked than lou perlman He's very possessive of the boys in the band. They find out that the heartthrob of the band, Woe, Chris, got a tattoo on his chest, (laughs) which he yells at about not being the heartthrob image, and they have to cover it up right away, even Uh though he already had it in the previous MTV segment. Oh, so everyone's already seen it. Yeah. (laughs) But my... My favorite thing about his reaction, though, is that what he says, what is that on your brisket? And I'm like, who talks like that, though? What was that? (laughs) The entire point of Bob is that he's supposed to be super out of touch. And Mm -hmm. he really goes out of his way with all of it. Like he has an Axl Rose rule and a Millie Vanilli rule. (laughs) And this was supposed to be the year 2000. Yep. So he's very out of touch. And he has this huge, like, basically temper tantrum about the tattoo, but I get the feeling he would have thrown that much of a fit over a haircut, too. Yeah, probably. You know, it's funny because now watching this, I feel like I I get Bob in a certain, like, in certain times where I'm like, you know, he's not really wrong because I grew up loving boy bands and it's not, it's, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but that was what it was all about. You had to have your five or four, at least different personalities and they had to stick to that. And there's other things that we get into later um, that I was watching back and going, oh my God, why, why is this so real though? Why is this so accurate for how the fans are and how boy bands were supposed to be, you know? 
Yeah, but I also don't blame the guys for not wanting to be part of that at all. Yeah, I like, don't either. He explains to them the tropes they're supposed to be playing, and obviously they're disinterested, and they're subtly making fun of him the entire time. And yeah. Chris and Bad Boy Kelly do not stop, like, poking and joking with each other the entire scene. And I kind <laughs> of found them adorable together, even though we know they're the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I wasn't happy that they were being assholes to Bob, but they were funny while they were being assholes to Bob, so. I feel like we don't know they're supposed to be the bad guys right away, because, I mean, Noel, we're supposed to think, is the villain right away, because Bob is our protagonist, and he's just, like, mm. this hapless old man, and they're being so mean to him. But, mm. like, Bob comes off like a total fucking tyrant, and Noel yeah. is pushing him out at the request of the talent. That's the right call. Yeah, I just think, I think it was more, like, rather than it being, okay, you're wrong, you don't get it, and we need you to leave now, they were just being straight out assholes to him, which again, at least it was funny, but he wasn't right in what he was doing, and you don't just yell at them for it, like, it's a tattoo, calm down, you could have told him calmly, like, hey, we're gonna have to cover that up, you know, but he yeah he goes a little fucking crazy <laughs> well and that was very real to boy bands because if you read interviews now with old boy bands they're like yeah i got my hair cut once and they went completely ballistic <laughs> i dyed my hair and they told me i had to dye it back for the next show or yeah which is it which is a shitty life to be in but you know you're getting paid millions of dollars and living your dreams so just you know don't dye your hair i don't know um <laughs> Yeah, I'm kidding. Mostly. <laughs> Bob gets fired and he goes back to his hotel room, pours himself four shots of whiskey and dips a uh, chicken wing in the whiskey, which is disgusting. It was, it was so gross. I literally, one of my notes is like, did he just dip chicken into the alcohol? Why? 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 No. Like, drink the alcohol, eat your chicken, but don't put them together like that, please. Yeah. <laughs> but... He doesn't stay down for long, though, because the next day he finds Jerry O'Keefe, a um, lovely slab of white bread meat, uh-huh. who probably looks like 8 billion other guys that <laughs> look exactly like him, but in a cute way. Yeah, like like 8 billion other boy band guys yeah. who, who was cute but looks exactly like him, yep. And Jerry has absolutely no rhythm whatsoever. He's standing on the street corner, rapping and singing with a gentleman named Spiritual, spelled with a C. Oh, oh we need schools. We need schools. Please keep schools open. Well, no, he knows that Spiritual isn't spelled with a C because he specifically goes out of his way to mention that his to is. Say, yeah. But at least he knows how to spell it, but keep schools open so that we can try to teach this boy the bat like what is that? What why? Uh, it's like <laughs> mystical M Y S T I K. And that's a good point. Does mystical know how to spell it though? I have never spoken to him. But I'm <laughs> gonna do, give him the ask. benefit of the doubt. Um <laughs> is a spiritual uh, does a a pretty adequate rap and they keep the beat going for Jerry. So mm. there is a beat happening, and he's singing his song to a completely different beat that is not happening. And nope. he doesn't get on rhythm until the very end of his full chorus. And it's just like, 
wow, you're going to be in a boy band. <laughs> you can't be in a boy band if you can't find the rhythm of your song. <laughs> yeah, but he's singing wonderful lyrics like, you know, you're my honey bun and whatever. And then also put your hand in mine. I'll slap your sweet behind. So does it really matter if he's in rhythm? <laughs> I kind of thought that was cute for like a, I'm on the street performing with some friends. <laughs> but that song made the soundtrack. It's a full recorded oh, version God. with more lyrics written. So oh, I'm proud no. of that. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. I mean, look at the guy. It's legitimately awful. But of we do meet his girlfriend, Erin, and I think she'd like it. That seems like the kind of girl she is, and I love her. Probably. Oh, of course you do, because I was so annoyed of her immediately, like, at the beginning. I I came around to her. We'll talk about that later. But she's just standing there yelling at him about how you have a job, and you have, and, and I get, on one hand, I'm like, I get it, because you don't want him to leave and, like, just leave you here, and you can't see him, you're not going to talk to him, and this is pre, like, video chat and all that kind of shit, so, like, you don't have the opportunity to actually speak to him and all that if he leaves but like the boy is talking about how he has this dream and he has this opportunity and she's just like oh I'll just I guess I'll just sit here and wait for you forever it's like he didn't ask you to wait for him forever calm down like I was really annoyed of her because you have a choice I feel like this is a theme in our episodes lately you have a choice make the choice but don't yell at somebody else for the choice that you're making good point Mm -hmm. um before we get to her, though, uh, Bob calls Noel and decides to make Jerry audition for him over a payphone, <laughs> which is the best acoustics, I'm sure. Of and course. Jerry's audition is legitimately awful. He is scream singing into a phone <laughs> with absolutely no melody at all. Nope. And But, you know, he, he's got the body of Stallone and the face of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. My God, my heart, my heart couldn't take that line. I was like, he doesn't at all, no. but my God, JTT. Either way, <laughs> Stallone's body is not. <laughs> okay. But Bob insists uh-huh. that Jerry puts the K in Y2K and Noel's no. advice is, well, Bob, my advice for you is that the kid run for president. and he just doesn't want to hear it at all so bob decides he's going to take jerry to meet one of his contacts by himself Mm -hmm. and aaron does not like that and on one hand i kind of am annoyed by that because this is his dream on the other hand she's not exactly being paranoid because the second that jerry is like you should come with me and we can be together bob's like no you can't have a girlfriend girls need to think you're available or else they yeah. won't you. I, and I agree, but she's trying to convince him that he has a good job and to stay here and like keep his job and blah, blah, blah. And then the second Jerry says, you could come with me. She's like, okay, I'll leave my job. Let's go together. It's like, which one is it though, Aaron? Which one? Because you can't tell him to leave his dream and stay here to do his shitty job and then decide you're going to run off with him and leave yeah. your shitty job. It, the, like that was my problem with her is I don't think she was paranoid. I think she's 100% right. A relationship probably couldn't last between them if even if she went with him you know what I mean but um yeah I just didn't like how she approached it I guess 
her haircut. I didn't hate her. Two thousands though. I loved it. So did I with the weird choppy bangs and then the side part that goes over the bangs on the sides. I love that. It's so cute. If I had like 90% less hair than I do, I would have that haircut right now. (laughs) Um, Bob is fired for being too old and too out of touch. So he takes Jerry to meet an older and even (laughs) touch man. Um, who grabs his ass when he hugs him yeah that was fun (laughs) and then checks out jerry's ass as jerry is like bent over i think looking at pictures on his wall or something of donnie and marie who were gonna be marie and donnie apparently huge (laughs) difference i'm sure huge but uh The guy doesn't want to book a single act. He wants to book a boy band. So Bob lies and says that he has a boy band. Mm-hmm. So he has to assemble it. And that's the crux of this movie. He now has to create a boy band of nothing. In seven days. Seven days. <laughs> that's, that's totally doable. I mean, why not? He and Jerry have a legitimately kind of touching relationship at this point, though. It seems like they have a real partnership and he's really bringing Jerry in on the planning phase. And I think Jerry appreciates that. Yeah, he gives him a gift. Yeah, it's a pocket knife comb. (laughs) And he says, I know how you kids are into doodads, Rubik's Cubes and stuff. And I'm like, no. (laughs) This is why Woe fired you. First of all, doodads. Second of all, who's into Rubik's Cubes? <laughs> okay, no, some people are, but still. <laughs> yeah. But they decide that they're going to go to a male beauty pageant to find oh, so a boy band member, and they end up finding two. Chad, uh-huh. who is a precious little puppy, uh-huh. who is terrified of everything, and Doug, <laughs> yes. who looks about the same age and fitness level of Bob himself. Yes. Uh, he wasn't even asking to be in the band, but he was just saying, I'll drive the van, I'll service the van, I can help you with stuff. And he's like, oh, can you sing? <laughs> yep. Well, he needed five boy band members. They only had one so far. So, you know, two for one. <laughs> Imagine being Chris Farley's brother and then being in this movie instead oh. of being in, like, this is not an Adam Sandler scenario. You have to work oh, no. up if you're a Farley. <laughs> <laughs> it you know I had one of those moments where I was like wait no the thing about him being the guy who like drives the the van around or whatever the truck around or whatever it is that makes sense he's gonna be in the boy band but as we'll get there it worked it it worked and I was happy that he was part of the band later (laughs) yeah and this is the part that kind of confuses me because with both Doug and with Mm -hmm. Mickey who we end up meeting later uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't actually test if they can sing. He asks Chad to bring him a little something, but he just yeah. asks Doug if he can sing, and he doesn't even ask me <laughs> and only if he wants to. <laughs> but Chad, well, he needed a bad boy, so. <laughs> and Doug, he decides that he can make him work, even though he's too old to be in a boy band. <laughs> I kind of you think him up a little bit. And his suggestions before what he ultimately decided on, which was braces put in by an auto mechanic, uh-huh. were to give him Ouch. other things that would make him seem more youthful, like head lice or Pluto <laughs> or Rubik, things that make him <laughs> children. 
Oh, he's such an idiot. Of course. <laughs> and you know what, though? Like, Doug would have gone along with any of it just to be here. And I thought that was adorable. Like, you want to be here so bad. I'm I'm cool with that. Like, I mean, I don't want you to get head lice or any of the other shit. But his like, life he, is he would have done it. awful. He had mm-hmm. to give up his band that he goes back to talking about many times and clearly mm-hmm. loved. His yep. wife left him and he has two daughters that he never gets to see. And yeah. he is like the constant full-time caretaker of his basket case brother, who, mm-hmm. despite supposedly being shy, is not shy at all for most no. of the rest of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, we see like three seconds of him being shy. Maybe what he was shy about is going out in front of an audience in his underwear. Yeah. That, I understand that, Chad. Nobody feels, okay, no, some people feel very comfortable doing that, but I wouldn't feel comfortable going out in front of an audience in my underwear. I get it. I'd be shy then too. (laughs) But this is where we start with Chad and his life lessons. Oh. I never knew how much a buttload of money technically was. (laughs) But. Well. A thousand dollars, obviously. (laughs) Because, and I quote, this one time I fit five dollars up my butt and not to brag or nothing, but I bet I could fit way more up there. Way more. Easy. And (laughs) I mean, a buttload is technically more than a thousand because (sighs) you've got to imagine he wasn't using quarters. If he stuck a five dollar bill up his butt, he could have stuck a hundred dollar bill up his butt and have been way closer. Oh, God. I don't know if he's smart enough to figure that out. He'd probably just keep going with $5. Okay, he's definitely not because <laughs> you find out he has this dream to own a sea and oh. he doesn't realize that sea go on water. Yep. Yep. It's his so, dream, you know. But he doesn't know it's a jet ski, so. Nope. <laughs> it's just pretty. It's pretty. That's all he cares about. Let's be honest. This boy. He's simple. Yeah. I'll say it that way. But he is not shy at all among his friends because he immediately opens up when they're trying to come up with band name suggestions with some of uh, the dumbest things in the world, including Matt my... 20. God. Yes. Oh, it's my favorite, not my favorite quote, but my favorite part because he says Matchbox 20 and they tell him that that's already a band and he says Matchbox 30. And then they're like, Chad. And so he's like, okay, something else with 30. And I'm like, how? Yeah. It just got better and better with every suggestion. But then my favorite, other favorite thing of that scene came when they decided on together because they all like to hang out together. And he says, if there are five guys, it should be five gather. And I'm like, oh, is that what happened to the boy band called five? They were like, there's five of us. So five something, right? And so they put the number five, I've. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I know this has nothing to do with the movie, but I, it's already the number five. Why did you end with I-V-E? That makes it five-I-V, not five. Everyone's pronouncing that fucking band wrong. Okay, well, technically together is two G-E plus sign H-E-R, so. Oh, no, no, we'll get there. <laughs> but... We'll get there very soon. But yeah, he also says, I don't know about you guys, but I'm calling myself something different because he doesn't it. like the name together. <laughs> yeah. And I think you may be happy to know that they eventually do release a song called Five Together, so he got his wish. Yes! Yes! I'm so happy for the boy, and for me, because I have to go check that out. Maybe they were just trying to explain it to him. Like, no, we are five together. See? Yeah. 
yeah i don't it does it work i don't think it ever will work i think he's my favorite oh he's a puppy and he's one of my top two favorites and i'm gonna not gonna lie i couldn't choose a, an absolute favorite and we haven't talked about him much but i love mickey i oh love mickey God. so much we're gonna get there <laughs> yeah um at one point of course uh Jerry has suggested that they dress like Darth Vader for Uh reasons. And Chad Mm -hmm. is super offended on behalf of those that have been subjugated by Darth Vader. And (laughs) I think what really makes it work is that Noah Bastion is so goddamn earnest about it. (laughs) Well, I I was very proud of him because he's sitting there talking about, I mean, okay, it's Darth Vader killing people and he's feeling bad for their families. But he says something about them him violating human rights. I'm like, you're the stupidest person. How do you know what violating human rights means? Yep. What, how do you understand that? Apparently, he doesn't know that sea go on water and how yeah. much money you can fit up your butt. But he does know that <laughs> violating human rights is bad. Do any of us know how much money you can fit up your butt? Because I don't. I guess it depends <laughs> how stretchy you're never mind oh well Uh, okay then (laughs) okay um jerry wants to get erin back so he makes a collage for her and it's supremely awful like he Uh tried it was probably the best he could do in the van but dude yeah like he hates it and she should hate it and my favorite part of that was he explains it like he shows it to us and he tells us about it and blah 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 and then he puts it in the envelope does not seal it and doesn't write an address on it or put a like a postage on it and just throws it into the mailbox i think these are the group like the dumbest group of boys in the world possibly it makes it to her though (laughs) it does i don't know how (laughs) well the thing is like she gets it and then she's pissed off because she's like, I don't even like Gwyneth Paltrow. It's like, why did he do that then? Like, what was his thought process of putting Gwyneth Paltrow on there? Even if you think Maybe. that she looks like her, this is for her, not you. Yeah, but he thinks she's hot. So, okay, can, like, I have to rewind for a second because when he decides to go with Bob anyway, after Bob says that he can't have a girlfriend and all that, she says, like, Oh, like if I see you in 25 years or if I see, yeah, if I see you in an elevator in 25 years, I'm going to pretend I don't know you or something like that. And his response to that is to do a heart thing over his chest and say, I heart you and then leave. I think that she possibly did love him a lot and we'll get to that of why I think she did. I don't know that he did. I don't know if he's capable of it because... He seems like the guy that's like very much about himself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he's capable of that much love for another person. So I, this collage made sense to me. It was like, these are the things that matter to me. And they have something to do with you, kind of. I think he loved her, but not in the I'm gonna marry you sort of way, but in the I lost my virginity to you and you are the girl that I'm dating right now. Yeah, that I can I can agree with that. He loved her as a person. I don't think he was in love with her. No. Maybe, though. Which, I mean, we'll have to see. He's he's like 20 or something. He doesn't have to be in love with her, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
we get to the skate park where we meet Mickey, yes. but before we meet Mickey, we meet some other skaters, and oh. you may recognize one of the other skaters. Ooh. The backslash, I... another backslash guy, uh-huh. happened to grow up to play a very important role to you. Uh, his oh, name no. is Joel Fisher, and he was Mickey from Shameless. Oh my god, yes! I have to go back and watch it again, because I didn't pay enough attention to his face to notice that that was him, and oh my god. I love that boy. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't realize it was him. You just, like, I'm literally beaming right now. <laughs> I loved both of the stupid skate park boys before we meet Mickey. One of them wants to be, like, a death metal punk ass <laughs> or a youth pastor. And yes. as like, oh, my website, I'm so cool, backslash another backslash radical. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Yes, that was a very fun scene. And I was wondering, because I couldn't remember what these boys look like in the band, like in actual, like together. So when they're showing us these guys, I'm like, is it going to be one of these guys? But then I realized it couldn't be because he's looking for the bad boy. And neither of these boys were bad boys. No, Mickey, (laughs) however, is the bad boy. We meet him fighting an ice cream (laughs) truck owner because his cotton candy is too dry. Yes. I mean, legitimate thing to be pissed off about, dude. I'm paying you money. Why is your cotton candy like three days old? No, unacceptable. Yeah. And I shouldn't agree with that. Uh huh. <laughs> I love the way he talks, not the like stereotypical thug accent, but the actual lines. His first mm-hmm. conversation with Bob includes everybody wants to be a singer, Metallica. And <laughs> Mickey Park got one hoe and one hoe only, and that's Mickey Park, fool. Wait, that was my favorite line. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. There's you should have more. stopped me. I didn't. It's fine. You said it better than I would have said it anyway. I probably would have fucked it up along the way because I'd be so excited. But that, I didn't even understand what the hell that was supposed to mean. Because a hoe is someone. I, okay, my understanding of hoe has two, two or my my definition of hoe is two one is going to be that it is you know a person that you fuck who brings you pleasure and then i don't know do they get paid i think they get paid that's one the other one is like your girlfriend i guess is that the one he's going with like she's my hoe i've never so i'm my hoe i have no idea (laughs) it's hard to tell what he means by a lot of things sometimes yes i know and that's why i wanted to bring up that i had no idea but that's what i assume he means like i'm my own hoe i'm the only one that matters to me Oh, he does say that he may not be able to join the band because his mom might ground him. Yep. Moms. Yep. (laughs) I loved him immediately. But we had also already met Chad and I was like, which one of you do I love more? Let's see. And I don't think I ever got to choose between them. Uh, They're all so special, but especially they very much are. Um, it is decided that if Jerry can beat Mickey at arm wrestling, Mickey <laughs> would be in the band. Mm-hmm. And if Mickey beat Jerry, he gets nothing. So that's good stakes. Yep. <laughs> Jerry does meet Mickey or beats Mickey. So mm-hmm. apparently that makes him part of the band and also makes them BFF because for the entire rest of the movie, Mickey totally defers to Jerry about everything. Yeah, and before we get there, I think my favorite thing of them meeting is, first of all, that 
he doesn't even fully look up. Mickey doesn't even fully look up at Jerry when he walks over, but he calls him Mr. 2% Milk, Mr. Touched by an Angel, and other things. But those are the two that stood out to me. And he also, when he's, when Bob says, oh, what is Jerry's last name? I didn't write okay. it down. <laughs> O'Keefe. He says, this is Jerry O'Keefe. And he says something along the lines of like, what? what's an O'Keefe or what O'Keefe or something like that. And I'm like, why are you so confused by a last name, Mickey? It's a last name. Like, oh. what did you think it meant something? Well, his but- last name is Park. So maybe he thinks all last names <laughs> are a thing. <laughs> it's very possible. But Mickey also talks about like, oh, how did he beat me at arm wrestling? But in reality, I mean, he says that. And he seems legitimately, like, impressed and also confused by it. But I thought he on purpose lost because he gets so excited afterwards and says, yeah, I'm in the band. And I'm like, oh, you lost on purpose so you could join. It's cute. I don't think he lost on purpose, but I do think that he was legitimately excited to join the band until he saw the mural that Doug was of them, where Doug Mm -hmm. and Chad both looked great and had abs. And Jerry Mm -hmm. was flabby. And he had abs, but also looked like he was going to sing in a choir somewhere. <laughs> yep. And he tells on uh, Doug to Jerry. And I thought that was adorable and made no sense because you're supposed to be the tough one. I'm surprised that you're telling Jerry to come over here and see what he drew about me. Yeah, but Jerry's a <laughs> boy now. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jerry also is kind of like the liaison of the band. Like Bob likes to think he's in charge, but really when people have conflicts, they go to Jerry. They do. Yeah. He was the leader. Yeah. And let's be honest, boy bands have a leader. All boy bands have one person that is the main person. Yeah. It's always that way. Um, We meet QT in a karaoke bar. He's introducing a very sexualized version of a religious (laughs) song with his stage mom watching. And I don't know how I feel about any of that. I know that when I was a baby, I had like the stupid huge crush on him. He was was my favorite. I loved him. I listened to the song on the soundtrack one time on repeat for three hours. Oh my god. Why, why are girls so awful? Go ahead. I don't know, but Bob loved him as much as I did to a gross mm-hmm. and strange obsessive level. And mm-hmm. he also loves that QT has a terminal illness. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. And then also when he's talking to um, QT's mom about how, you know, his life can be meaningful and I can do this and that and whatever. At first, she's like, oh, he has to take medicine and all this stuff. And then she's like, okay, talk to me about future. Like, what do I get? What do I get in the future? What are the profits here? And I'm like, that's an awful thing to ask about. That's that's horrible. When she asks about medicine, he says, I've been managing boy bands for a long time. <laughs> I'm very familiar with giving out drugs. Uh-huh. And then she's That's still like, yeah, okay, I, I, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, if this works out, she gets to make money, so. Yeah. Um, Shrug. Mm-hmm. When introduced to the rest of the band, uh, Bob calls QT the best singer since the invention of singing, which is something that he called Jerry when he first met oh. him, and Jerry is immediately super jealous. And yep. it's sucky to watch him hate a completely oblivious kid 
who yeah. just for the fact that like his mentor is replacing him because QC seems so excited to be like you're my friends now it's like no I fucking hate you <laughs> yeah I was curious to know where that was going to go because there were multiple places that could have gone between um Jerry and QT but we'll talk about that but yeah I was like oh great they're like it it was such the wrong two people to have a conflict you know what I mean because I mean I get it because it was like oh he's the Jerry's the leader so now he's like wait a minute there's somebody that's gonna take my place but they're such opposite people to each other they're so totally different um and he's so much older at least he looks so much older so I just I felt bad for Jerry but I also was like he's like 12. <laughs> well I appreciated their conflict because even though they had it, it never seemed like he was going out of his way to be mean to QT. Exactly. It was just like subtle, silent anger and resentment. Yeah, like he wasn't ever trying to actually like sabotage him or be an asshole to him. He just didn't like that he was getting the attention. And I didn't know at this point that that was what was going to happen. So I'm glad that that's the direction they went in. I at first I was expecting it to be like a huge problem between the two of them specifically. So I was glad that that didn't happen. Also when they're sitting there on the couch, when they first meet QT, a couple of things, first of all, I'm pretty sure it was Mandy Moore playing in the background. And Mm -hmm. this movie made me so nostalgic for other things. (laughs) It made me very happy. Um, And also QT and his little, dude we're gonna get so many chicks and i'm totally ready for it and then he sits there making out with his hand not as a joke legitimately getting legitimately getting off on it and then putting his hand on his ear um and you know this group of boys and then also bob sitting there watching him Uh uh-huh so that was a fun experience (laughs) for everyone i'm sure yeah it was this is QT's entire personality where it's just like, but I get chick, but I get chick, but girl. Yep. Yep. And it doesn't ever become uncharming. No. I think because there wasn't so much of just him doing that in the movie that it still got to be funny and it never got overexposed. Yeah. And he was a cute little kid, so. <laughs> but uh, Chad mm-hmm. has some more sage wisdom for us. Uh. Can we just put a video together of everything Chad said, basically? <laughs> the wisdom of Chad. Yeah. Okay. Um, he has realized that QT is kind of like the Michael, and the rest of us are like Jermaine and Tito. But I have this theory that Jermaine was way more important to the Jackson 5 than Michael, who invented the moonwalk, Jermaine, who sang Thriller, Jermaine, who even married Lisa Marie Presley, it was Jermaine. <laughs> and you know what? he's happy he's happy just let him have it yeah i mean it would be really pointless to tell him that he's wrong about literally everything he ever says so just let him be happy there's some video of him from somewhere talking about how eminem the rapper Mm -hmm. should not have the name eminems because it makes you think he's not scary but he's scary <laughs> oh my so, god, I love this boy. He's such a special boy. Oh, I adore him. See why I keep going back and forth between him and Mickey though? Like uh-huh. Mickey was also sitting on the bus writing the word bitch on the window and I was but I love him. He's not writing it backwards so nobody could even No, no one <laughs> No one said he was smart. <laughs> uh 
Now that the band is complete, Bob puts them in a room to give them a boot camp to train them to not be individuals. And they are kind of not really happy about this. And Mm -hmm. Bob tells them that everything they do is going to be monitored by the press and fans. And Chad leans over to Doug and whispers, what fans? (laughs) He's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think he knows he did, but definitely he did. I was so proud of him. (laughs) Well, okay. He's not wrong. And then also everything that happens in this boot camp having to do with them like interviewing and answering questions a specific way and all that which I do want to talk about in a little more detail than that in a second but it it hurt me because I was like oh my god it is actually so real because Bob says something about how you can't all say that your favorite color is blue because then if a girl picks up a magazine sees you all love the color blue but she loves the color green she's gonna feel like she shouldn't even exist she's the worst person in the world blah 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 all this stuff and I'm like you know that's actually not that I think that girls would actually feel that way but you know that we were like, oh my god, my favorite color is also green. You know, like, as stupid little teenage girls who wanted to have things in common with these boys. It's like that Bo Burnham it, song repeat stuff where he's like, I love your yes. bluish, brownish, greenish color. Yeah. Yes. Uh, can we do a Bo Burnham special as a movie? Does that count? I don't <laughs> want what we do is just sit there and tell all of his jokes. <laughs> Yes. Okay, anyway, but yes, they um have an issue because they all say, no, I think three of them say that their favorite color is blue. And they are so like, no, but it's my favorite color, though. I don't want to choose a different color. And I thought that was kind of adorable because what does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't at all. But they're all just like, no, but that one's mine. You should have to change yours. Yep. And then... um. QT decides to be nice and says, okay, that's fine. He can have blue. I'll choose a different color. And so he says that his favorite color now is Robin's egg blue. And then Mickey flips the fuck out. Like, don't you dare steal my color. I will fucking kill you. I'm like, your favorite color is Robin's egg blue, Mickey? That also Uh, doesn't help. Like, if you all choose a variation of blue, you (laughs) blue, motherfucker. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but tough boy mickey yeah favorite color robin's egg blue at least he didn't sure. say baby blue oh he should have <laughs> chad would have said baby blue but he spent one of the interviews because it was being drilled into him that he should say that he always loves his brother all the time and yep. bob yells at him constantly because he keeps saying well sometimes well i don't always always like him <laughs> And the more Bob yells at him, the more upset he gets. And the more he's just cuddling with his teddy bear and burying his face in the teddy bear. It's like, oh, no, baby. Yeah, I know. Somebody needs to take care of that boy. Because, I mean, I know Doug does. And he does a good job with, like, keeping him alive and all of that. But he needs someone to hold him and just be like, it's okay. I'm going to kill him for yelling at you now. (laughs) (laughs) But his answer finally is, I love him always. I love him like a brother. And I thought that was great because that was apparently a winner answer. I love him. I love my brother like a brother is special. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
they are also given a lot of costumes, none of which look real. I mean, I know Boy Bands wore some weird stuff, but I don't think they ever wore American flag jumpsuits or hazmat suits or Flintstones caveman outfits. Maybe they should have, except for the hazmat suits because they couldn't breathe in those poor boys. Yeah, but when they get the American flag jumpsuits, uh, Mickey refuses to wear it and Jerry has to go calm him down. And it's like, shouldn't this be Bob's job to do this? But I also don't think Bob could have. No, Bob couldn't have. Mickey wouldn't have listened to him. Um, So Bob is wrong later when he says that it's his band and he's in charge. No. Because clearly not. Clearly not. Uh, They also learn to dance, and they do a teddy bear test where Bob throws teddy bears at them violently, and they have to duck it. Mickey catches one and then throws it back in his mouth like a grenade. I love him so much. Okay, I'm sorry. He's Chad is great. I love him. He's adorable, and someone take care of the boy. However, Mickey's my favorite because everything we're saying about him, I'm like, yep, favorite. Yep, favorite. He's such an idiot. But you know what? That's If you throw teddy bears at me, I'm probably going to try to catch one and throw it back at you, too. <laughs> well, yeah. They finally do a good enough job with the dancing and the answers to the interview questions and all of that, mm-hmm. where Bob mm-hmm. has accepted that they're a band. So they're ready yes. to move on. Mm-hmm. And they're doing interviews for a little camera and chad is showing off his shitty laser noises and that is intercut with qt being the thirstiest little bitch (laughs) he says that he wishes there had been girls in the training and that there weren't enough sleeping bags so that he and Earl would have to share one and then he brags about a woman having to check him all over for a chigger mite infestation yep He's so bad at life. Why is this boy so bad at life? But you know what? He's also not bad at life because, okay, I'm pretty sure that was a prostitute in the background that kept checking him out, but at least she was still checking him out, you know? Oh, you know, it's always great when you're like 15 and (laughs) she checks you out. But like, he was into it. It's fine. (laughs) Sure. Um, No, it's not fine. It's not. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that came across as me actually approving of that. I'm not approving of that. I was totally joking. <laughs> but it is so much like every situation in his life is like a fan fiction in his mind where he's just like, that girl showed up. And then. Oh, God, he's the. I know you haven't seen much Bob's Burgers, but he is the Tina of this movie because Tina legitimately has like notebooks in which she is constantly writing fan fiction that includes herself in it with various boys. And I mean, they usually have to do with boys' butts, but that is him. Can I ask this? (laughs) Um, Okay. The band is hanging out in a shitty hotel room that only has two beds in it, and they are arguing over whether or not Mickey drools and who should have to sleep with who. (laughs) But they also write a song. They do, and it's such a wonderful song. It's about 900 times better than Bob's masterpiece, Say It, Don't Spray It. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't understand that. Was that supposed to be, like, romantic or sweet in some way? Telling a girl, say it, don't spray it? (laughs) I don't know what it was supposed to be, but 
it probably didn't end up being what it was supposed to be. <laughs> Their song was actually kind of sweet, and they really bonded as a band writing it, but Bob doesn't want them writing their own stuff alone together because mm. letting them have any creative freedom at all leads to them not depending completely on him and pushing him aside like Bo did because yep. it sucks. Yep. He's the like he's my least favorite and I've been trying to hold that back throughout oh. that, I hate him. I think I come around to him because we'll we'll, we'll get there, but um I, I, I can I should say this now, even though I mean he's gonna come back later, but I hated Noel. I don't think he was a good enough bad guy, honestly. Like I wanted him to go further with his assholeness and he didn't, and maybe because he wasn't in the movie long enough to, you know? But he just wasn't I didn't enjoy him being in the movie. So I was like, if I had to pick one, I guess it's him just because he kinda did nothing for me. I got that he was supposed to be the bad guy and I got that he was an asshole but it wasn't enough and then it just kind of was dry yeah it wasn't really his movie i think they went back to him whenever they needed to explain something in that plot line but yeah thing with woe woe didn't really do a whole lot directly to them it was more just like oh well this also happened and he did it sort of over there (laughs) yeah Yeah, and I can definitely agree that Bob was an asshole, and I didn't like that he was so controlling and wanted every like to be in charge of every little thing, and then especially because he was so bad at it. But we'll get there. Yeah, we (laughs) we are not there though because we are at a gig he has set up for them. It's a spelling bee. Um, one of the worst things happens at the spelling bee. Can I just start with that? Sure. First. A woman goes up and they give her a word and her word is bulimic. Oh no. And she is a very skinny woman and she says to them very funny and doesn't even try spelling it and is so offended and walks away and it is not okay. I I like I had a moment where I was just like, "Oh no, they went there. Why did they go there?" You know? Yeah. Um it, it was not good. But none of these people at the spelling bee can spell. Okay. That was my favorite part. Yeah, mm-hmm. most of them didn't even try or did it wrong. <laughs> and uh-huh. the winning word was <laughs> susurrus. And when the contestant asked for it in a sentence, the sentence <laughs> given was, hey man, check out that susurrus. <laughs> Not an acceptable contextual sentence because the susurrus no. is a murmur or whisper. Hey man, check out that murmur. Oh God. <laughs> I didn't even know what the word meant, but I knew that that sentence would not, that's not okay, but wonderful. But they're backstage and there are a few people from magazines and a photographer there because they owed Bob favors and he Mm -hmm. called them in for these Mm -hmm. movies. And immediately they kind of go crazy over QT because he's little and cute and dying. And... Uh (laughs) they ask him what his favorite color is and he kind of freezes up and jerry is a solid dude and comes over and says his favorite color is blue and mine's green and Mm -hmm. then his face just dies when they're all like oh mine's blue i love you so much and i feel kind of bad because qt is not asking for any of this and i want to point this out right there they even ask him who's the leader and he's like well jerry is and they don't even listen to him Yeah, I thought it was really cute that they both had each other's back and that, like, 
Jerry didn't have to do that. He didn't have to jump in. This was their, I think the whole point of this gig was to test them. That was what Bob was trying to do. Like, let's see if you guys can handle all of this, all of the questions being thrown at you constantly and cameras in your face and that kind of stuff, you know? And Jerry, it was not, it didn't have to be Jerry's job, in other words, to like help any of them. And I love that he did. That made me really happy. And I wasn't expecting him to. I thought he was going to fuck him over, honestly. And I was so happy to see that. And then the fact that QT is clearly so happy that Jerry did that for him and is like, yeah, Jerry's the leader. I was like, oh, boys, you're so sweet. Yeah. Really like the conflict wasn't between the two of them, though. It was how other people were treating them, including Bob and the media. Yeah. Yep. Where it's not like QT did anything to Jerry. It's not like Jerry did anything to QT. They were both trying Mm. with each other, and then other people were putting a wedge between them. I appreciate that it wasn't that infighting. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was going to be, especially so, like, that made it even better that I was wrong. Yeah, because I wanted to try to take the mature route because he is older. So he tried Mm -hmm. to do, like, the I'm a grown man, I'm not going to fight with this kid thing. And it's just. Especially over a favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but then they were assholes and they didn't care and they didn't listen to him and they were too busy talking about how cute he was and oh, is it true you're dying? Yeah. What does QT stand for? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. God. I was just gonna say, I just thought it was funny that that was something his parents called him too because he says, like, oh yeah, my parents call me QT. It's like, why? Whose parents called him QT? Like, cutie, sure, but cutie was weird. Yeah, but his mom was a total stage mom. You know she had a pageant name for him. That's true. Good point. Um, They go out to perform in fat suits, and they make oh. no sense, and that would have been a completely unacceptable thing to do now. Uh-huh. Um, this performance brings out the very concentrated version of all of their characters. Um, mm. Chad cannot get his fat suit off, eventually falls mm. off the stage and just kind of lays there on the floor doing laser noises. He was in a fucking fetal position making laser gun sounds. And I was like, what's wrong with this boy? Something's wrong with him. Like, he's freaking out. No, we find out later that he was really trying to help and he's proud of himself for doing that. Oh, well, um, yeah, see, there's something wrong with him. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Bob has decided to give QT Jerry's solo, and QT starts off well with it, but winds up passing out and getting dragged off stage by the crowd. Yep, Um, probably because he didn't get his medicine. Or because it was, like, being in the front was too much of a struggle for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, Jerry is so pissed off that he got made a backup vocalist that he just takes over singing for QT, doesn't try to help anybody at all, and then just mm-hmm. kind of, like, walks off having a bitch fit. Yep. Told you this would happen. I told you. Yeah. Howdy. <laughs> I mean, he's oh. not wrong. <laughs> but uh, he could at least try and make sure that QT is not going to get killed before. But no, never mind. Yeah. Um <laughs> Mickey surprisingly cares Uh, about Chad and QT until somebody boos him and he goes to get into and lose a fight in the audience. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't even get into a fight. He literally walked up to the guy and got punched in the face. Yeah, but I was kind of surprised that he was so worried that Chad was stuck in the fat suit and then he was so worried that somebody dragged QT off. Like, 
that's not yeah. what you actually see from him, but I was happy. Yeah, it was great. But that oh. leaves us with Doug in a belly shirt and sideways baseball cap, shaking his ass alone and singing only the backup parts to say it or pray it because it's all he knows. <laughs> yep. To a crowd that hates him. Okay, and I have to, like, it's going to be a back and forth a little bit, but not only did I think that that was great because he was, because Bob was yelling at him, like, keep going, keep singing. So he was, like, he was doing what he was told to do. And, I mean, it sucks because your brother's freaking out over there. Maybe go take care of him. But, like, he was doing his job. So he was trying to keep the, the show going. And you know that was for everyone. And if you didn't know that was for everyone, he beats himself up so hard over it later. He talks about how he should have tried harder and he should have done better. And, like, he's, like, just so upset with himself that he fucked up. And it's like, honey, you didn't fuck up. Like, shit went wrong and you tried your best and I felt legitimately bad for Doug in that scene because he he's the only one who kind of kept it together in that moment basically yeah I mean to be fair QT passed out so I'm not saying it was his fault it wasn't any of their faults really but I just mean like he tried he did try but they're all falling apart Jerry leaves Yes, he does. Uh, he even gives back the pocket knife comb, and I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah. I do care that Mickey later has a tissue up his nose, you know, because he's bleeding because he got punched, and he's bragging about that fight. Except he got no punches. He didn't even get a chance to try to swing before he got punched in the face. And that was so Mickey that he was standing there bragging about, oh, did you see that? Did you see that? It's like, yeah, we did see. You got punched. Yeah, you, <laughs> you got completely laid out immediately. <laughs> yep. But of course, he's going to brag about it like he did something great. Yeah, that's just who Mickey is. <laughs> uh, Jerry goes home to Aaron and the section of the song before we say goodbye that they play oh. legitimately sounded like a real boy band song. Oh, um before you said before like when he's in the store with them yes i mean with her is that the one that says but in case we break up can i still have sex with you yeah okay <laughs> it does there's a couple of songs actually that legitimately sound like boy band songs mm-hmm. i'll talk about the other one later because we haven't gotten there yet but i love that song and i'm not Aww. necessarily charmed by them getting back together because he only came back due to the opportunity falling through not because he loved her and he really wanted to come get her no but her little bitchy video store thing about how guys don't make grand <laughs> gestures like sleepless in seattle and his kind of uh, i'm a goofball response like yeah guys are creeps it was adorable <laughs> It was cute. They, you know, it's funny because I didn't like her at the beginning. And at this point, I still don't care about her. But they belong together. <laughs> yeah. Um, The band apparently doesn't belong together, though, because the other four are sitting on a couch watching a commercial with Woe in it for oh, Yo Girl. And I have written down some of this commercial. Oh, good. Okay. Yo Girl, you smell like hibiscus <laughs> yo girl that was my favorite part. you uh-huh. want to be a bad girl <laughs> and then it pops up that it's a cologne yes <laughs> i was so confused i'm like what the fuck who are you selling to yeah 
I mean, maybe there's just like girlfriends will buy this for their boyfriends so they can smell like whoa, but it's like, girl, you smell like hibiscus. Now, also, <laughs> this doesn't smell like hibiscus because it's boys. <laughs> but I do enjoy that Chad and QT are sitting there like, oh, I really wanted to meet them and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, are you guys fanboying over in this band right now? It's cute. <laughs> Which we find out that Chad actually is because he has a forever woe shirt on under his own shirt. But we'll get there. (laughs) Mickey decides that he can't sit there with them because they're the reason that Jerry left because they all suck. Mm -hmm. So he leaves and then Chad decides that he wants to leave. QT wants to go get laid. Mm -hmm. So they all break up. They do. So sad. Mickey goes to order a hamburger <laughs> and he ends up feeding the shit out of a fast food mascot drive through pig because they kept offering him onions on his hamburger and he didn't want onions on his hamburger, which is when he became not my favorite character. <laughs> I don't want to go to a place that has that many onion options for your hamburger. Oh. Yeah, and you know what? I'm in I'm in Southern California. We have In and Outs here, and that is the only place I want onions on my burger because they do like really small cut grilled onions, and it's really good that way. No other way do I want onions on my burger. No other place do I want onions on my burger. And I'm with him, man. He, and you know what? Beyond that, he kept saying he just wanted a fucking cheeseburger and fries. Just give him his food, damn it. He's hungry. And he's not even in a car where you think maybe it's. No. He is on a bike that he probably he's... stole. Of course he did, yeah. So oh. you should be able to hear him very well. Yeah, it it gave me very um, Dude Where's My Car vibes, where they're ordering food, and it's like, and then, no, and then, (laughs) they just get all pissed off. That's what this reminded me of, and I can't wait to choose that movie. Maybe that'll be my next choice. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, Chad goes to stare through the window at a sea-do. Oh, God. He doesn't Uh know what they see-do, but he (laughs) Oh no, Toby! I feel so good about that. I know this is your birthday, but that was fucking awful. (laughs) Laughing though, I know. Good point. Uh, I'm an idiot too. QT pulls a Bugs Bunny esque sort of caper on a bouncer at a strip club and manages to get in. Though we find out later, (laughs) he's in there asleep. Asleep. Either he got enough play to fall asleep or somebody just let him lay down in the back. Yeah. I'm going to hope it was that, that there was some woman who was just like, oh, how did this baby child get in here? Okay, lie down, lie down. I'll play with your hair until you fall asleep. Someone will come get you. Yeah, like, no, you just stay in the champagne room and I'll meet you right there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess he wasn't ready. For all of that, like no. he said he was at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> it's a lot of stimulation, and he is a very sleepy boy. But <laughs> this is when I start wondering what the band needs Bob for. Mm-hmm. Like he has only gotten them one or two music industry connections. He has ruined more for them than he's actually created. And then after mm-hmm. Jerry leaves, Doug takes the van and goes and picks them all up and makes sure to get Mickey away from the cops and goes and carries QC out of the nightclub. And uh-huh. 
Oh, and he does my favorite thing where he goes to Chad and Chad's staring at the, uh, what is it called? A, a sea-doo. sea-doo. Yeah, because video joke I'll never forget now. A sea-doo. And he, and he pulls him away and Chad all softly like goes, I like the yellow ones. Like, okay, honey. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and before that, by the way, Doug was cleaning up the mess in the hotel room. And this is when I was just like, you know what? I didn't give Doug enough love. He is wonderful. He's a great character. And I think he was a little bit in the background up until all of that started to happen. But yeah, he saves them all. And his and sense of right. humor is underrated. He brings a lot to the movie that you'd miss if he weren't there. Mm-hmm. And he takes care of all of them. Including Bob. Yeah. Like, he goes and gets Bob when Bob is drunk in a phone booth leaving sad, like, I want you back, please come back, <laughs> like, ex-boyfriend messages on <laughs> Yep. And it leaves me wondering, like, did Bob provide this little for woe? Because if Ooh. he did, I can absolutely see why they dropped him, because Bob has done almost nothing for Together, and the things he has done have backfired because of his own issues. Yeah, I think Bob should just be there to get them the gigs and make sure that everything goes smoothly in that way, you know? Um, but I don't think he should be running all of the other things for the band. I think the band can handle that themselves. Clearly, they yeah. can. But Doug has come to get them because they're all driving home. And mm. they stop at a gas station and they meet Woe. Oh, Whoa. Um, and Woe are almost cartoonishly evil by now. Yep. Yep. The signature. Like, yeah. he, The uh, woman working the counter at the gas station asks, I believe, Chris for an autograph. And he just writes some spaghetti squiggles on the paper. And later... <laughs> she can sell it for five grand yep um they're stealing a whole bunch of like random knickknacks and snacks from the gas station they're mean there's Mm. no way i believe they actually do this based on what we saw of them earlier i don't either but i do also think i don't know any of their names i don't know which one of them it was but probably that same one no no it wasn't the same one that said that that did the autograph it was one of the others um basically when chad freaks out he's like oh my god i'm gonna go over there and talk to them he goes over he shows them his shirt they like make fun of him and stuff and then doug comes to defend chad and says we were gonna open for you and one of the woe boys says you can try to open for woe or you can try and suck it and i'm like what is that insult what the fuck does that mean why are they all so bad at making sense in this movie i think that was kelly and i think doug's reaction was just ew and (laughs) yeah (laughs) um chris implies that doug is fat and slaps him in the stomach and mickey's response is to yell i'll cut your hand off and make it punch you in the face i love that that was a good one see that was a great line (laughs) but they offend chad again and mickey flips out and is going to kill them except you know we know that mickey can't he's not capable of any of that (laughs) but woe leaves and the most adorable girl in the entire world comes up with the scrunchiest nose and she loves them so, so much cute. she's so okay. cute 
and okay so she gets there she flips out and is asking them like when are you guys gonna perform again and all of that and so they decide they're gonna sing for her here which was super adorable um and they sing and as they are walking out which i I, i'm not mentioning anything about the song because i want to talk about this girl a little more because as they are walking out qt falls to his knees grabs their hand and is kissing it because apparently he has a hand kink Uh um and he's like kissing her hand and so she starts to kneel down with him and i'm like i ship it i want you two to end up together i was so into that that was so freaking cute Except that later we find out that she has a boyfriend, and that was yeah, so no cool. Thing for Jerry, so. Yeah, <laughs> threesomes are okay. It's fine. She can get that, but <laughs> maybe leave your boyfriend first. Just don't cheat on him. Yeah. <laughs> they choose to sing the song that they all wrote together. Oh, uh huh. And it's super cute, and <laughs> it really brings them back as a band as a group even mm. without jerry it kind of re-solidifies like yeah we are together the band um, we're not just yeah. like four individual people driving home yeah it was really cute it, it was also the kind of thing that made me think like that was the difference between when you have a legitimate like group of nice boys who happen to be in a band who will stop and sing in a gas station and I feel like even if they got famous they would still be those boys you know um versus the way okay again yeah they did probably uh, Woe probably didn't turn out to be that much of assholes that was probably traumatized but um they probably it wouldn't won't? have just stood there singing oh they well, couldn't that exist <laughs> They don't. No, no. they're not a you know real what? woman. Like, oh, <laughs> no, I know not that much of an asshole <laughs> in real life. <laughs> no, I meant. <laughs> I meant like this felt like it was them making it out to be like they were worse assholes than they were. I don't know, but it's all recorded. Never mind. Doesn't make any sense. But I don't <laughs> believe that they anybody can be that much of an asshole. Well, I'm naive. Oh, let me have it. <laughs> well, uh, but they. They also find out that Woe lip syncs here, I believe, right? Yes. She's because a cute fangirl says that they lip sync, or she heard that they did. They do, and Bob confirms it. And Chad's response is, Do we lip sync? All excited. It's like, Why are you excited about that? Are you still a fan of them? Do you still want to be like them? Because I believe he does, even though they were jerks to him. And he doesn't know what lip syncing is. If he can't. No. Uh- <laughs> Not at all. He doesn't know anything. (laughs) This gives them like a second wind as far as their inspiration level, though. And uh, Doug gives them an inspirational speech Mm -hmm. about, you know, how his life sucks and he doesn't want to go back to it. Let's just go do our gig. And they decide they have to go do it, that they owe it to themselves and as they head back toward Jacksonville, QT yells, hello, naked girls. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he thought was going to happen in Jacksonville, but. Well, a okay. concert that he was going to put on that was going to make a bunch of teenage girls want to give him anything that they <laughs> So, yeah, hello, naked girls. It makes sense. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> um they arrive and 
they find out that Noel never accepted the phone call from Billy Fullerton to set this up. So Mm -hmm. therefore, Together was never set up with the venue as opening for Woe, so the gig is canceled. But would that really be Noel's thing? Wouldn't there have been like an event coordinator at the venue? Or You would think so, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But he's the bad guy, so he did it. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Well, and then, okay, so here's where I started to really think that Bob didn't do really much of anything for these boys. I mean, he brought them together, so that's one. He tried to get them a gig. Okay, he got them one gig, and then he tried to get them this gig, and then it wasn't his fault that it didn't work out. Like, that's not his job, and it wasn't his fault. However, he finds out that they weren't booked, and he goes over to the boys to tell them the bad news, and it's like, it's okay. I don't remember who he says here he mentioned some celebrity and how it's there's ups and downs I don't remember who that was though um but he says this is a down so it's time for an up next next which was fine like okay you're trying to encourage them and then he just leaves he just like walks away from them yeah and I'm like these you need to take care of these boys if you're the person in charge of them at least do your job here especially after everything that just happened you know Uh but no he just walks away Yes, and then he just waits, as he always does, for someone else to save the day. And that person this time happens to be Jerry. Um, Uh, Technically, it happens to be Aaron. True. Um, (laughs) They heard the sobby, pathetic, drunken message Bob left on Jerry's answering machine, and they took a red eye to Jacksonville, hoping that they would be there, even though, for all intents and purposes, they might not have been there. Yep. And also, this is a weird point in the movie for me, because I started to ship Aaron with Bob. Not because I wanted them to be together, but that girl wanted him. Like, she was like, it was so sweet. The voicemail you left was so sweet that we had to come. And I'm like, it's what she was saying about the movie, about how guys don't do that. And then that happened. And she was like, oh, I want that. Well, it's and guys don't do something. that, but Jerry did that for the bands. Like, yeah. Bob, Bob left a drunken voicemail. He didn't fly to uh, wherever the fuck Middle America Jerry's from and beg him to come home. No, Jerry showed up, and I'm sure she was also happy about that, but the way she said it in that moment sounded like she was like, oh my god, you're so sweet, Bob. That voicemail was really touching, you know? She it felt like a lot. Mm-hmm. She was wearing a fuzzy powder blue sweater and she had that hair with the little swirls in the like hairline of her bangs and Uh like little foil wraps. And this Uh is the year 2000. I love it. I feel it so hard. (laughs) It reminds me, I can't remember the name of the movie, but I know you will remember it. I think it starts with a Z. That like futuristic movie with the cute little blonde girl and the like... No, the other one. <laughs> God, uh, I'll re- I'll remember it. What the other? Oh no, Xanadu yeah. is an ex, I think. Anyway, oh no, she's she's like a younger girl, and she's like a singer, and then there's a guy that's also a singer, and I don't remember Xenon? the storyline very well. What Xenon? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. It, her whole look reminded me of Xenon. Is what I was trying to say. It's wonderful. I I do so well I in get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. I just can never remember the names of anything. <laughs> um, Aaron seems scandalized at first when it's suggested that whoa lip sync. She's like, whoa, no, that is not going to happen. And I'm like, of whoa. <laughs> but it yeah. turns out she's just standing up for her boy. 
she is. And she's a smart one because she's the only one who's like, I can solve this. Don't worry about it. I got this. You guys go prepare to perform. (laughs) Yeah. And she isn't wearing anything particularly sexy, but she's a pretty girl. So she goes over to flirt with the sound guy and he's into it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, well, this, you wouldn't understand. It's very technical. And she immediately <laughs> knows how to work the thing. Yeah, she's like, what does this one do? And it happens to be the right spot to press so that everything gets fucked. Uh, yeah, it shreds Woe's tape. And Woe, instead of saying, we're having technical difficulties, we want to make sure the show <laughs> is right for you. So give us a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. They try and sing it anyway, knowing that they lip sync. <laughs> Yep, and it is awful. It's real awful. Keep keep lip syncing. <laughs> yeah, there were a hundred excuses they could have used, but they had the hubris to go, well, we can do it anyway. We're whoa. Yep, yep. That's but who they are. <laughs> she knows how to break the machine, and she also knows immediately how to put together's tape in instead and boost whatever needed to be boosted to make it hearable. Yep. So well, and so she she needs to be their sound person everywhere. Well, it'd be a good explanation as to why she's there, considering that the heartthrob can't have a girlfriend. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they come out and perform, and they start with freaking Say It, Don't Spray It. And I oh. think that was, I mean, it was their upbeat song, but it also sucks more. Yeah. But... That's fine, because the audience is like, we hate Woe now. Ooh, look, new cute boys. We'll we'll love anything you do, because that's what teenage girls are like. Yeah. Well, at least they were in the 2000s. I can't speak for them now. Noel <laughs> is having a huge meltdown, trying to get a new tape for Woe, because they don't have a backup tape, and trying uh-huh. to figure out how to solve this huge problem. And the there's a guy that all I have him written down as is the the gals seem to enjoy them guy. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll get them off stage. He's like, don't do that. The gals seem to enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, I think he's the owner of the company or something like that. He's the like ma- main guy in charge. But yeah, he's like, because he's trying to say that they suck, Noel yeah. is. And he's like, well, I don't give a shit what you think, basically. The funny thing is that all of the gals in that particular scene were neutral at best. In the background of them talking, they weren't even really dancing. <laughs> you know. But they finally get to go into Calculus, which is their better song. My favorite song. Aww. I Okay, I hate myself for this note I wrote down, but I have to tell you what I wrote. Because I was deciding between this and another song, which I'll talk about later. But I literally wrote, Calculus is a literal banger. Oh. And I hate myself, but it is. <laughs> it also reminds me so much of Backstreet Boys and a specific song that I can't, I couldn't place and I didn't get a chance to research enough. And I will tell you later which song I'm talking about because it legitimately that. sounded like it. Yeah, like early Backstreet Boys, maybe Millennium Backstreet Boys, maybe earlier than that. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it is so fucking good. I want to keep listening to it over and over again. And it's so awful, but it's so good. And there's a rap and Mickey raps and I'm happy. Like, what more can I ask for? I'm getting larger <laughs> than life vibes. 
A little bit, and I thought of that too. But even though, yes, that's very similar. Um, there's a, another song. Not, I don't think it was a released single, but I do think it was off the same album. I'll tell you. I'll have to go listen to some of the songs. Um, Awful, I know. <laughs> they come up with, I'm assuming on the fly, because it doesn't seem like they've actually practiced the song, because Bob would never have let them practice their own song. Mm-hmm. So they must have on the fly come up with an entire extra ending to this song (laughs) and a dance that Uh I feel like you can get just by me speaking it to you plus sign me equals sign us. (laughs) I do also enjoy that each of them had their own little thing that they did for that, that like for the dance individually. And it made 100% 100% sense that at the end of that was Cutie basically hugging himself. Yeah. It was cute. It also was really heartwarming to me that they all kind of did share singing time, but the solos mm-hmm. in the songs earlier that Cutie and Jerry were fighting for, even though Cutie didn't know he was fighting for it, um, mm-hmm. they actually did share them. They did. It was cute. Yeah, it made me very happy. Me too. It was overall, because they also, they did like, I think they did, they went from one song straight into another song. And I thought that was really cool to see because like these boys have had no experience and here they are on stage doing a damn good job. Yeah. You're like performing to the audience. Sorry, what? They were lip syncing. (laughs) Well, even if they were, they were performing their asses off and you can't fake that. Oh, there you go. That's my argument for boy bands. Leave them alone. <laughs> but they're an immediate success because we found out earlier that this is being broadcast on TRL. Yep. So okay, I have a question yeah. about TRL. Did Carson Daly hate his life because this was legitimately his life? Girls screaming at the top of their lungs and boy bands. Like for for at least a couple of years, that was his life. Because you know, and I can't paid. That's a good point, but I cannot imagine that that would have been fun. He got through it, and I mean, he's got an amazing life now. He had a, a talk show. He was probably True. a bazillionaire. So, way to go, Carson Daly. Yeah, dream big, everyone. Dream big. Um. <laughs> After the concert, of course, they're an overnight success, so they're talking about how things turned around for them. Um, Erin insists that she's still supposed to be his sister when they're out in public, but we still make out. (laughs) And And I'm curious, is that in public or is that in private? (laughs) I took that to be in public, and I kind of love it so much. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I... I, I can just imagine the confusion <laughs> like is it better that she's his sister and that's making out with him or would it be better if you were just like no that's his oh, girlfriend single it's <laughs> <laughs> just his sister don't worry about that um chad's dream for this whole movie was to own a cd oh, and eventually he got to be in the commercial at which point he found out that they go on water and the guy oh. who was directing the commercial looked like he wanted to put a gun in his own mouth <laughs> yep he looked terrified too like i didn't know that's what happened i don't want to do that <laughs> like he didn't want to be in the water 
Yeah. He just wanted to sit on one, which he gets to do, right? Yes. <laughs> um, QT says that they are very famous and successful, and he's getting a lot of girls, and he's in remission. Oh, God. No oh, way, God. I'm not actually in remission, but <laughs> we are famous. <laughs> the boy is... It, honestly, it, it, he was just like, okay, yeah, this thing is shitty, but I want to get laid, and now we're famous, and I'm going to get to get laid, like, all the time. I'm fine. It's going to be all right. <laughs> uh, not to bring the mood down, but if you want to donate to Childhood Cancer, Google the Michael Cuccione Foundation. Oh. Because the actor did pass. I was going to say. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, you did bring the mood down. How am I supposed to go back to the movie now? But that is a good thing, and you guys should, if you can. And it sucks that he died. I did remember that, and it's a shitty thing, but, you know. Um, I, this weird place to go from there, but um, Chad is talking about how they could all dress up as Star Wars characters. And he, my favorite part of that is that he says Jerry could dress as Princess Leia. Yep. Not cutie, who's the little one, well, you know? I want to I wanna bring this up to you, though. That happened before when he, like, it was footage from when he was talking about how uh, Jerry wanted them to dress up like Darth Vader's. Yeah. So cutie. So is that? Is... <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. He wasn't there. Okay. See, I mixed that up. The timing of that up. Okay. So then I guess it had to be Jerry, because who else was it going to be? He didn't want himself to be Princess Leia, so... <laughs> well, let's be fair, he is a dead ringer Luke Skywalker. Oh. I know nothing about Star Wars, but I, I'll give it to him. And you I'll, know what? He I'll has his laser sunstone. Okay. <laughs> well, he he um has the laser sounds down, so he has to be the lead guy. I don't think that's... I think it's how it works. A robot if you had laser sounds. When no, you... no, 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 no. That's how it works. Leave him alone and leave me alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they also have a song that I'm calling Hang Together. I don't know if that's what it's called. Oh, it's actually, I believe, just called Together. Okay, I thought it might be, but they kept saying Hang Together specifically, so I was like, maybe that's what they called it? I don't know. Anyway, that was a really good song, too. That legitimately sounded like a boy band song. I really enjoyed it. I want to go listen to it again. I didn't write down any of the lyrics or anything to tell you why specifically I liked it, but I did like it, and that was my, like, second place song. We're all gonna hang together. You and me forever. You're yep. my treasure together. It was sweet. <laughs> it was sweet. It was awful, but sweet. Cute. Yeah. Their second and, CD was way better and way worse. Oh, wonderful. I'm going to have to check out both CDs. You like, should. I'm going to, okay, see, here's the shitty thing you did to me, though, because I don't listen to a lot of boy bands now. Like, I don't really go back and listen to a lot of Backstreet Boys even though I literally basically just listened to Backstreet Boys for most of the 2000s and the uh, late 90s Um, and occasionally I'll get nostalgic and want to hear a song or two or whatever and I'm gonna say Millennium is still one of the best fucking albums I've heard Um, yeah I know come at me I don't care Um, it's the most okay it's not like it's quality wise but it's the most enjoyable I'll, I'll rephrase it um but I don't listen to boy bands a lot, and I cannot wait. Basically, when we're done recording, I am going to go look up 
songs. I mean, I'm gonna start with calculus, obviously, but <laughs> I, I can't wait. That you to heard go. three times in this movie, <laughs> and I had actually heard before this movie. Oh. So, <laughs> yep. Um, Bob doesn't change that much, but see, this is what I was saying was like I think he learned his lesson and he apologizes to them and everything like that. So I hope that at least he's gonna back off a little, especially once he realizes that they took care of themselves, you know? Yeah. Um, that's the hope. And I do think Aaron being there will help keep Bob off of them because she's not gonna let him do that shit. No, and I feel like he did teach them some things they needed to know, like the colors thing and how you're not supposed to sit there and say, oh, well, I like my brother sometimes. Yeah. But some of the other stuff that he taught them like the costumes he needs to let go of and he seemed to have he let them go out on their final performance in their real clothes because jerry told them to <laughs> yeah i and i loved how happy about that mickey was because it was like oh these are awful and they really were awful so bad <laughs> yeah like you see was never gonna get any chicks in that oh uh, no maybe some guys though Ooh. <laughs> Hey, how does he know what he likes? You know, he's only 15. Experiment. Okay. He seemed pretty sure. <laughs> he did, I know. Um, are we ready for final rating? Yep. Okay. Uh, Do you want to go first? Sure. I gave it 100%. Okay. I don't even care. <laughs> it's not a perfect movie, but I had a good time watching it. Uh I had just as much fun watching it now as I did when I was a kid. There were no scenes that I was just like, you could have cut that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The music was catchy. The characters were all interesting and they kind of all had their own thing to do. Which Mm -hmm. is a hard thing to do when you've got six main characters. (laughs) That's true. And in spite of being under 90 minutes long, it was able to tell a full and cohesive story. I agree with you, and I almost gave it 100 as well, and you're going to hate me for the reason I dropped it down. I gave it 98%, because 98 degrees, boy bands. I had to do it! (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, like 100% more than I thought I would. Um, There was so much good in it. I feel like most of my notes were just lines from the movie because there were also there was the line of mickey getting arrested and he tells the cop hey that better be a gun man and (laughs) that's a thing to tell to a cop you know Uh um there's also a line in one of the songs where he says i can't even afford to pay my attention and that was great (laughs) so it was the the characters were all enjoyable even the asshole characters were enjoyable um it was it was a good movie, and I I do think it's a I would give it a hundred percent if I wasn't being an asshole. Um, but yeah, thank you for forcing me to watch this. <laughs> thank you for celebrating my birthday with me. Yay! And happy birthday again. Hey, thank you. Uh, we're gonna be back next Wednesday with a regular episode. But if you want to be alerted next time we post a bonus episode, you can subscribe. And you can check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Millennials at the Movies. We're on Twitter, Millennials ATM. And my personal Twitter is Ami, that's A-M-I underscore movies. And my personal Instagram is cantaloupe underscore eyes like the fruit. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.